It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. I am Steve Cofield. Come on and do it with me. The tight shorts typhoon. I'm like a, a leaf blower. I'm like a wood chipper. I'm like a, a blender on puree. I need you. I am Steve Cofield. 351 pounds, allegedly. Even if he does look like Eric Gregg ate James Tony. Now I'm very angry. With Steve Cofield. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Yeah. Friday, Friday, Cofield and Company. Willie's here. It's Steve Cofield. Ari is alongside as well. Actually, Willie and Ari are back in our Finley Toyota studios. I'm actually on the road, Albuquerque, on a Friday. Willie, what's up, buddy? What's happening, my friend? How are you? A whole lot. A whole lot. Uh, Actually, maybe not a conflict-free Friday. I think we may have some conflict. Um, We usually try to have some fun, lighten the mood on a Friday. I was all ready to lighten the mood, but... Now we get more news in on uh, some of the tragic stuff of the week from the Raiders. Additional news about guys in trouble in the past and in trouble now. And then, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. And we'll break down all the football games over the course of the next three hours. Tons of football voices on. As uh, later this hour, we'll talk to one of the great players in New Mexico history who's on the broadcast for the Lobos as UNLV's taking on. New Mexico tomorrow, Dontra Moore, a great running back, and nearly rushed for 5,000 yards in his career. Running back will join us in just a little bit. All right, Ari, let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. All right, Willie. I'm going to go off the – I'm going to go off the uh, – our, our uh, rundown just for a second, not like we All sit right. here and, and, and copy the whole freaking thing. I have to bring something up to you that made me laugh, and I think you would have laughed too. Okay. Um, <laughs> when's the last time you talked to your boy, Sharippa? Oh, uh, directly, I, it's been a minute. Uh, j- so, social media, you know, will jibber-jab, but... He's got a new book out, right? Yeah, yeah, him and... Imperioli's book, Imperioli. right? Talking, yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically they've taken their their podcast on the road for live shows. They've done, they're doing a book. Yep. They're really taking advantage of this. We got to get him on because he deserves some time. You know, I, I don't know if you've listened on days when I've been on the road in the past, or even you know we've talked to Adam Hill when he's been on the road. And by the way, Adam's going to join us a little later in the show. But one of the things that both of us wind up doing is watching stuff that we would never watch. And I think he always talks about the fact that. Maybe he gets caught watching The View on the road because he's in a hotel room and different stuff is on. I swear I've never seen the show before. I don't know why I'm, I'm like swearing it off because, uh, of course, I would watch it. It's one of my favorite personalities. But um, I had never seen the Kelly Clarkson show before. Okay. And I'm watching, and she has on Anna Kendrick, who's kind of funny but annoying. Um, <laughs> and she she's on, she's on forever. Then they, 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 they bring out uh, Imperioli and Sharippa together to promote the book. And I swear to God, I looked, and within like four minutes, they were done. Then they have some guy on who owns like the, there's a hotel, like the some kind of motel, the Lincoln Tunnel Motel. And I'm like, did they go, those guys just come on this show to pimp their book and their podcast and get like four friggin' minutes? I'm like, yeah, they got four minutes. Like she, like they, they got slotted in. They got no time at all. I'm like, and then they just... Then it's basically like uh, it's like the old Carson show where they're all sitting on the couch, 
And then the two of them are sitting there listening to some guy who owns a hotel, the Lincoln Tunnel Motel or something. I'm like, what happened to their time? They just cheated our guys. Wow. I'm I, I'm actually quoting you like a, like I'm almost in a press conference at the at the Raiders facility or Golden Knights. I'm sitting here pull quoting what you're saying, and I'm going to tag the both of you, and we're going to I'm going to tweet it out to them. <laughs> Tell them, like Cofield just said, you got cheated on a Kelly Clarkson show. So come on with us. You get all the time you want. All right, bunch of nonsense. All right. Well, I was trying to delay before getting into some of the crazy stuff today. Uh, we'll do a deep dive on this. Uh, in the four o'clock hour, but now Aaron Rodgers has finally talked about. I mean, it's been a couple of days now, like you avoided anyone, but he finally talked about this whole immunized, vaccinated thing, the confusion, the fact that he's been not uh, wearing a mask, uh, what kind of treatment he got. You know, he tried to submit some sort of an exemption information to the NFL, and and a- across the board, what he said today in a lengthy interview with Pat McAfee was just friggin' off the wall. And I heard, I so here's the thing. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I uh, this morning I got it got to a point this morning, and I even texted our boy Adam Hill, who's on the road. Um, it got to the point where I needed a mental cleanse. I hadn't, I hadn't, I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to the gym. Yeah. I've been to the gym for early, early cardio, as you know, I'm up real early, yeah. but I haven't been to just get a lift out. And this week has just been mentally and physically and emotionally draining because every day was something new coming out. On this Henry Ruggs thing, it's, you know, it, I mean, trust me, I, I feel I for Tina Tintor's family, but when you're uh. covering it and you're having to watch these videos and you're hearing the screams and you do, and so anyway, I had to go away and get away from the laptop, the house. I went to the gym, got a good lift in. So when I came back to get ready to, you know, cross town to get to the show, I was listening on my way in to different people talk about it. I was hearing some of the things that he had said. I have not listened to the interview, but from what I hear, what he said? Nah, I don't know about that. Well, I think people are going to mostly concentrate on the fact that he said he talked to Joe Rogan, and that's where he got his advice from on how to battle COVID. And but the the most alarming thing I thought in the whole conversation was he he basically admitted, yeah, I haven't been wearing the mask because I think it's nonsense. I think the rules are nonsense, and that's where I'm like, wait a second. Are we dealing with this is another person who gets who just gets to decide that they what rules they want to follow, what rules they don't want to follow, and they're not telling us or giving us all the information? I I don't get what's going on. I don't understand how many of us are doing what we're supposed to do. We're following certain rules. We feel like we're abiding by them, and then other people are just like, nah, I don't like them. I'm not gonna do it. Like, what? Who are you, Aaron Rodgers? Did I hear right? Coming in because I like I said it was they were they were just sort of brushing the broad strokes. Did I hear right that he said that he's allergic to a specific ingredient in two of the three right. vaccines? Okay, why didn't he say that? How many weeks ago? Right. And if he's and allergic I, 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 to I, I, if he's allergic to two ingredients of the to one ingredient in two of the three, take the third. If he doesn't want to take he doesn't want to take the Johnson and Johnson, but I also don't believe that. Uh, he, I don't necessarily believe that he's allergic to neither do I. I'm just something saying. in either one of these, and the and he told the NFL that, and the NFL was like, no, can't help you. Or did the or or is this like a is there a deeper story here? And the NFL gave him some kind of waiver and didn't tell the rest of us. Didn't tell. Well, here, and here's the other thing out of it that's crazy. Too, no, because he supplied the, 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 some the, fake the, card, right? The the Packers did know about this, 
So this wasn't, and his teammates know about it apparently. So we'll we'll get into it as the show wow. moves along. There's a lot to unpack with Aaron Rodgers and the uh, the immunized versus uh, vaccine, you know, vaccinated stuff. He was asked back in August if he was vaccinated, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm immunized." And everyone kind of ran with it from there. All right, well, OBJ, the derby here is raging, and uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, um, we'll throw it out there. The there are some offshore books. We can't book this stuff in Vegas, but there are some offshore books. I love it for the subhead on the on the story with the odds. Uh, no, anyway, there's some offshore books that have the numbers on the different teams out there, and the Raiders, I guess, would be about the third choice at four to one. The favorites are the Saints at three to one, and the Ravens at plus three fifty. What do you think? What's going to happen here? And is it going to be? Is it definitely going to be a winning team that winds up with him or? Does a, a team that's not so hot grab him because hey he's available on waivers? It doesn't just, you know just they don't have to let him go to a good team. Well, I I think it's going to be a team that needs a receiver, whether it's a good team, a bad team, a contending team, whatever it may be, and you know, and he's going to have to agree to it. And I think he wants to go to a winning team. I mean, uh, you know, I I, I thought the uh, not to get sidetracked, but I thought the Von Miller quote was great, where he said, "I, I went to bed." With a four and four team, and woke up into a seven and one team. So I mean, in the in, in the mindset of Odell Beckham and what he knows he can bring to him, or what he thinks he can bring to a team, you know, I think he's going to end up on probably a team that's contending that needs a receiver that could use someone with that you know can utilize his skill set. Um, where that would be, I don't know. Um, you know, the Raiders activated or signed off to practice squad Dylan Stoner, and he knows the system. Derek Carr knows him, and he knows you know he's he's got a camaraderie built up in the in that locker room. Doesn't mean that he is as good as Odell Beckham. It doesn't mean that he brings the credentials and the same skill set. But there's an overall package, okay. And right now, with what we're seeing going on with the Las Vegas Raiders, on and off the field, I think character is a big thing. And I think that they're walking on eggshells as to what they want to bring into that locker room and what they're stepping into. We are in week eight. There are 17 weeks in this season. There's a, there's a, in reality, we're not even halfway through. So, you know, they're going to look at the big picture as to what they want to bring in to this locker room. Yeah, I don't like it. I've said that on social media. I said it yesterday. I'll expound upon that uh, throughout the show. All right, coming up, let's take a break. We'll get to uh, – the stupid stuff that Kadarius Tony was saying uh, regarding Henry Ruggs, and uh, you know, indirectly, and I mean, I, I don't care if he doesn't know about the story. If you're making comments on it, then it means you're also commenting on the passing of uh, Tina Tintor, the 23-year-old Las Vegan who passed away in the crash with Henry Ruggs. We'll get to that, and also we've got another story with a, a Las Vegas Raider having driving issues and involving an accident that we didn't even know about. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. This is something that a lot of folks can learn from. Uh, I think a lot of players on our team, when we say challenge people to make good choices and decisions, do the right thing, because sometimes the consequences can be devastating now back to Cofield and company in the finley toyota studio you know there's some kids coming into major league sports and professional sports like the nfl which means they're coming to vegas who do need to grow up need to take a uh, 
better sense of responsibility. And now we're finding out that, uh, well, we already knew about Josh Jacobs' accident last year. We certainly know about Henry Ruggs' crash and the tragedy that that resulted in. And now we're finding out, Willie, about, uh, I guess this was an old incident, that uh, Damon Arnett also had some troubles on the roads. Yeah. So last year um, in October, very early in the morning, uh, Damon Arnett apparently got into a car accident, allegedly. Um, and according to him, he it was right by the facility and he ran to the facility, left someone behind to provide all of his details. But afterward, that person tried to allegedly take the fall, according to the lawsuit by the woman. Um, and Arnett explained to the team, I guess he was later located at the facility and then questioned and it was settled according to all these legal documents. So there's a lot of this. There's a lot of things within this to unpack. And, and the very first thing that I saw were people defending Arnett and saying, you know, well, is this a money grab by the by the woman who sees that rugs, the rugs um, crash, the tragedy with Tina Tintor and was trying to possibly now bring this up. But later this morning, after this, first, I first saw it, um, it came, it, I guess this was, this is, she had been filed this, this lawsuit. So this, this, this was filed in, in court long before all the last month. So um, the other thing that I have to question is you leave the scene of an accident. And you go to the facility, and if you were late for a team meeting and, and so on and so forth, and you got all that explained, where's the team behind all this? What's the team saying behind all this? And what's the mm-hmm. te- where's the team's, you know, even if you are going to get Damon Arnett's back and, and, and discipline and say, hey, you shouldn't have done that, but here's what happened, and so on and so forth, and come forward. But did the team cover this up? You know, this is this was my worry when the NFL was coming to Las Vegas, and this was my worry when the NHL was coming to Las Vegas. You know, Las Vegas opened its arms to these major league franchises, and all I heard was, can they trust Las Vegas? And I kept saying on the air, can we trust you? Yeah. Because the track record in most of these major leagues ain't great in terms of full disclosure and – you know, I'd have people go, oh, you're overreacting. And I, ca- I, I kept telling everyone, they're coming to us. They're going to affect our lives. Is this a two-way relationship? Because it doesn't feel like it at times, and it doesn't feel like there's a real respect in many communities coming from Major League athletes. And I got to tell you, I saw Joe Judge finally talk to the Giants wide receiver, the rookie Kadarius Tony, who basically said in a tweet the other day that everyone needs to stop dragging Henry Ruggs over this crash and death of this woman and said, y'all are goofy. Yeah. What? So then Joe Judd said he needs to do a better job of articulating his message. No, I, I think he meant what he Every said. Every word that he said. Yeah. yeah. What, do you mean, what do you mean he has to articulate? Then, then tell him to get off of social media if he can't freaking get his message across clearly because it was pretty clear he doesn't care about anyone else. And I guess he did say pray for everyone involved, but there was no mention of the victim. It was it felt like it was ninety five percent, you know, what's going on with rugs, 
and and it's it's really left a bitter taste in my mouth. And I yeah, I was really worried about professional sports coming to Las Vegas, major league sports coming to Las Vegas. And so far the track record has not been great. And this week has been devastating. Wait a minute. Okay. So let me piggyback on your commentary from Wednesday and then follow up on what you just said in terms of pro sports. I will say this. I haven't heard anything drastic in terms of tragic, like we've been hearing with the Las Vegas aces or the Vegas golden Knights, you know, um, ongoing things, continuous, things that are coming up. This is one team. So for those of you who were commenting to the TMZ tweet about Damon Arnett and who have been commenting on everything under the sun with, with Ruggs tweets about Vegas, 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 Vegas is bad, Vegas is bad, Vegas is bad. Okay, the Golden Knights are here. The Aviators have been here, uh, 51 stars. That's a professional team. It's minor league, AAA, but it's, but it's a professional sports team. Don Logan has done a fantastic job. Las Vegas Aces are here. We're talking about one franchise. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota. They're both overrated. <laughs> well, let that sink in. Right. The key to this is running the ball. Yeah. Cleveland's ability to run the ball is Cleveland's ability to win games. Can we win with this guy? You're seeing. You can't win with it. If you can't run, you can't win. So that's overrated. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. That was LeVar Arrington over on our sister station on the uh, National Morning Show on Fox Sports National on uh, 1340 and 98.9 FM. Um, he was talking about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. We're going to talk about Beckham throughout the show because the Raiders fans, some of them, want. I'll say this on what Arrington said. I've never thought Baker Mayfield was anything better than average, so I don't know how he could be overrated. And Odell Beckham is overrated because Odell Beckham is not what Odell Beckham was at the beginning of his career. He's kind of just an average guy now. But let's bring in a guy who was around the league, played at a high level of college football, piled up almost 5,000 yards rushing. Uh, he calls the games for New Mexico. He played at New Mexico. Is Dontrell Moore is up with Stephen Willie here in Vegas. Dontrell, how you doing? Hey, Dontrell. Stephen Willie, how are you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me. We on. are very good. We are very good. Um, hey, just on the uh, the NFL front, uh, what do you think of what's happened now with Odell Beckham? Is he's hit waivers, and uh, we'll see who picks him up. But what do you think he has left? Would you bring him in, especially after he and his dad were just kind of battling their way out of Cleveland? You know, the reality, Stephen Willie. Like the way I look at it is, so much of what happens now is about like social media, it's about how things are perceived. You know, the real, you know, the, the the perception and the reality are so far skewed, in my opinion that I don't really know what to think. You know, if I'm thinking just from a football perspective, just football guys, right, not the, not his dad getting nosy, not his dad banging on Banger May, uh, Baker Mayfield or Cleveland, none of that, right? It's just from the football standpoint, I still believe he has a lot to offer as a football player. That's just my opinion. So I don't know who will bring him in. I know Kansas City's not as deep as they kind of thought. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe everybody's talking about Oakland. I'm a 49er fan. I grew up a 49er fan. I'll take him. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I still think he is, and I, and I was listening to you early when you kind of uh, let in on this, I still think he is a number one and a half, two type receiver. 
He's not. He doesn't have to have the ball. He doesn't have to. You know. Uh, oh my gosh! I got to have all the points. I got to. But I. He wants to be a part of offense. That's okay with him being a part of the scheme and the plan moving forward. Doesn't seem like it was that way in Cleveland. But again, to get back to your original question, I think the Raiders will kind of go after him. I think Kansas City might. Um, I mean, with Devontae Adams, I don't know if his is you know uh, long term or not. There's an option because the reality is Baker Mayfield isn't. Aaron Rodgers, he isn't Tampa, he isn't Brady, those guys, but he's a good he's, he's still a good quarterback. He's he's better than average in my opinion. I do think he's better than average. Um, but you know, is he better than than Carson not Carson, um Raiders guy, what's his name? Um the quarterback from the Raiders. I can't Derek think of his Carr? name right now. Um Derek Carr. Yeah, thank you. Derek. Derek Carr. There's no, yes. Is he better than Derek Carr? No. You know, from a pocket standpoint. But he's he's a good enough quarterback that him and Odell Beckham should have figured it out. It's just other things got in the way. He didn't want to win in Cleveland. He wasn't wanting to be there. So I think he should go to a contender, and I think he makes that contender a good team if they can figure out how to to implement him into the offense. That's just my opinion. And I can appreciate and respect everything you said in terms of his talent, and I don't disagree with you in terms of what he brings to the team, and he could immediately step in as a number one, um, whether he demands the ball or not, um, especially in a team like with a team like the Raiders, whose locker room has sort of t- had a makeover this offseason in, in where they're embracing the term brotherhood and everybody there for one another and bringing in leaders and veterans for each unit. But... You brought one thing up, and I have to feed off of that because this week, this season, the Las Vegas Raiders, I think this is uncharted waters in terms of where this franchise had or what this franchise has somewhat had to deal with the last three and a half, four weeks. And now you're talking about a distraction guy that you said, you know, aside from this week, his father posting videos, the bottom line is he has a track red track record of being a distraction and and when you look at it he may not have done anything and you know what this may fall on the Browns this particular issue this time around but there's still that lingering out there does a team like the Raiders with what they've gone through and then today another story about Damon Arnett does a team like the Raiders need to bring that in and run the risk so to answer your question and quickly and quietly no will they who knows, right? Meaning, I you make a lot of good points. Everything that's gone on with the Las Vegas Raiders, oh, my God, some, some tragic, right? I'm sure you guys have probably gotten into all that stuff, um, you know, with the coach and just everything that had happened. Odell does run the risk of uh, it, it being detrimental as opposed to being positive. The positives are there. We all know that. But if you're asking me from a football standpoint, having been in NFL locker rooms, having been in, in college locker rooms, I've been in a lot of rounds, the reality is you have to have a locker room full of guys who are grown men who care to get it done to be able to take on him. I don't care what you're doing, Odell Beckham. This is what we're doing. Let's rock and roll. You're either with the program or you're not. And that was like, to me, what the team that jumped out was like the, the, the Patriots kind of way, whether you like it or not, and I wasn't a liker of that at all, but it worked, right? Randy Moss, he had all those, you know, everyone used to say those things. He went there, only, you know, broke Jerry Rice's record, was, you know, 16-0, and lost in the, in the Super Bowl to the Giants, right? That was Randy Moss's season with a team that had no nonsense. This is what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know that the Raiders are that. Very few are that. But I think that's what it's going to kind of take for Odell Beckham to kind of be able to flourish again, in my opinion. And if, if that's what he needs, then my short answer to that is no, the Raiders should not 
go there with him at this point in time. But you guys know as well as I do, it's about winning. It's about it's about producing. It's about um, you know what the fans like and or don't want. What does what can we what can we uh, sell? Things like that. And his name is going to sell. So I know the teams that probably shouldn't are going to take that risk, even though I don't think it's as high as maybe others think with him. But it is there. Don Moore. Uh, former New Mexico running back is on the Lobos broadcast. Let's talk a little college football. So UNLV is taking on New Mexico in Albuquerque uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock local time, mountain time, because I'm in Albuquerque right now. Um, tell me about the New Mexico football rebuild and how it's going so far. Yeah, it, it was it was going well. Um, there was a lot of uh, hype surrounding the New Mexico Lobos with Coach Gonzalez and Coach Long, who was my coach when I was there, uh, coming back, and, and rightfully so. Got off to a good start, Houston Baptist. Terry Wilson's throwing a lot of touchdowns. It's, it's eight different receivers, nine different receivers. Um, then we uh, then get the second uh, win of the season. Then get uh, against New Mexico State, and then it's like okay, two and zero. Oh, they're rocking and rolling. There's a lot of people in the stands. There was twenty twenty five thousand people. The rebuild was going exactly how they thought. And then you run into a, a stretch of five games where you're like, oh my gosh, A and M, Colorado State, San Diego State, Air Force, UTEP, five teams who are all, you know, really good. Obviously, three of them in the top 25. And the Lobos don't score an offensive touchdown, literally. So then it goes, oh, crap, now there's 5,000 people at the game and people are going, oh, my gosh, are we back to this thing? And then they beat UTEP. I mean, sorry, beat Wyoming. And Wyoming was a 20-point favorite. And so there's just been this up and down. So the rebuild is early. Um, to answer your original question, my man, the rebuild is yeah. early. Um, there's, some, there's some positive things. When you have a coach long defense, there's some chances. But it's early in the rebuild. I don't know if you look at the betting line, but when it opened, a winless UNLV was getting just a one point on the road against New Mexico. Is that kind of insulting? Say that again. I'm sorry. I was saying UNLV was basically a you know a pick'em one point underdog uh, in this game. It's like a two point spread now uh, for the bookmakers to say UNLV is that close as a winless team to New Mexico. Is that a little bit insulting? You know, if I was playing, absolutely, right? <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I remember those things. I used to search the internet for those things, you know, uh, just to kind of place in my teammates' locker rooms. I didn't really need it. Um, you know, I played well against UNLV, enjoyed playing. It was always fun. Um, but, yes, that, that is. that. If I was playing, it would be. And I think from, from a broadcast standpoint, for me just being not necessarily on the outside looking in, it's like it's kind of the reality, right? It's what yeah. team is going to be there. Is it going to be a team – that can get the offense going, that can control the line of scrimmage, or is it going to be a team that literally you have no idea what's going to happen? So I think um, the reality is, are is UNLV as bad as the ONA? I don't think so, right? So I think those things are considered. You know, they scored some points, averaging 20 points a game, um, you know, doing some things that, you know, obviously the odd maker, odd maker think, think that it's going to be closer than it is, and it'll be a good football game. Um, so based on, you know, good for good, right? I'm not saying two good football teams. I'm saying it'll be a good football game, um, and we'll see what happens. Don Charlie, you piled up a, a ton of yardage on the ground as a running back. Uh, you know, you got some looks in the NFL. You were on three different teams. Uh, Charles Williams is a high-level running back for UNLV. He's been around forever. He's pushing, like, 4,000 yards. What advice would you give him on the, the, you know, if he's talented enough to get in the league, the kind of the little things he needs to do to get on a roster and stay in the league as a running back? Oh, man, that's, that's a great question, and I wish I had had that answer when I was kind of in and out, trying to figure it out. 
I was definitely talented enough to play, and I believe Charles is definitely talented enough to play. But the reality is, if he's not going to be a featured running back, the way a you know mid to late round there, fourth, sixth, seventh, what I would tell him is to figure out his niche, whether it's coming out of the backfield or whether it's catching the ball, whether whether it's re- return, special teams, figure out his niche. And like I said, I didn't have that answer. Um, I didn't know that till later. Um, and I would have had all those niches had I known that. But my advice to him is to find his niche and, and make it work. Um, figure out, say yes to everything, my man. Charles, literally, if they ask you to run down on kickoffs, do it, because then you'll get returns. And then they ask you to do, you know, then you'll get, oh, what? Running back gets hurt. Now you're getting three carries. And that's how you get in and, and make them know you're valuable. So figure out a way, Charles, to make them know you are valuable outside of being the featured back. Because there's so much more to NFL. People think because it's all about the stars. There's very few superstars. The NFL is made up of those fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round draft picks who, who do everything they can to ball out and play special teams and do everything. So that would be, that would be my advice to him. Uh, one last one on this. At 5'9", you know, 205, 210, you're, you know, you're familiar with that range. Can you make Absolutely. a career in the NFL with special teams? Or is that too small? I, I, that's my, no, it's not. No, I think yeah. that's, that's plenty. 205, 210, that, oh, my gosh. Punt return, kickoff return, kick, running down, tackling the ball. No, I, I think you absolutely can make a niche, and don't tell and don't let them tell you otherwise. It's about desires, about wanting to do it. You're athletic, you know. You rush for four thousand yards, you can get it done. You may even come in sometimes and play running back. But let's just say for the first two or three years until you're vested, you're only a special teams guy. You could be a dominant special teams guy for a lot of reasons. No one can run with you. No one can tackle you. No one can uh, block you because you're quick. You're, you know, it's not all about being right. two or five. Is plenty, plenty strong, man. Absolutely, you can. Well, we appreciate a couple minutes today. We'll see you out of the stadium tomorrow, okay? No problem. You guys have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Andrew. Okay, there is Dontrell Moore, uh, running back, uh, former running back out of New Mexico. He's on the broadcast now for Lobos football. And, again, the game is right here on ESPN Las Vegas tomorrow afternoon. Startup time is 3.30 with the Learfield pregame. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. Let's do it. Prizes on a Friday. Caller 7 right now, 364-1100-364-1100. Right now, when you talk to Ari, Caller 7, you get a Porta Subs tailgate tray. That means you win a six-foot sub all chopped up on the tailgate tray. You can get your own tailgate tray at 20-plus Porta Subs around Las Vegas. The winner here. Caller 7364-1100. We'll also qualify to win a new Yeti cooler. You qualify to win a new Yeti cooler. It's presented by Porta Subs and our friends at Finley Volvo Cars Las Vegas. So with all the crazy stuff that's been going on this week, uh, now we've got the Aaron Rodgers vaxxed or not vaxxed, and we were waiting a couple of days to see what he was going to say. Willie, we heard yesterday um, the rumors out there that Rodgers was mad that this leaked, which uh, is is strange because I think a lot of people are like, hey, bro, we're all mad that you seem to fib about your status and it didn't look like you were following the rules of the National Football League. And I'll tell you, if I was if I was in the Raiders organization here, here's another beef that Mark Davis can, you know, he maybe he'll say it out loud. But the Raiders got freaking slammed last year in fines to the tune of one million dollars plus. Uh, games were affected, uh, and yet Rodgers looks like a golden child here. I mean, if this hadn't leaked, I mean, we're already halfway through the season, and this guy's doing whatever he wants. 
this is insanity. And now he's got COVID, so he's going to miss this game against the Chiefs. But he went on with Pat McAfee today. And I just want you to listen to what he said about um, what what he was taking or what he thinks is the right way to avoid COVID and be, uh, as he said, immunized against COVID. I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts and, you know, on the phone to me. And I'm going to have the best immunity possible now. Okay. So I'm going to have the best uh, immunization possible. Well, you know, those thoughts are all cool if you live in a trailer in New Mexico. If you are part of a league where they have rules, Willie, and you're part of a team and they've set out protocols, and most of us have to follow some sort of protocols, you don't just get to do whatever you want or whatever Joe Rogan says. So I, I don't even know how this, how he can say this with a straight face. Like basically, you know, and I understand there's a lot of people out there. It's fine. If you don't trust it, uh, you know, you, you're, you're, it's your body. You do what you want with it. But there is structure in certain parts of this world. And Aaron Rodgers isn't allowed to just do whatever he wants. No. And the problem is, is long before this became an issue, when we weren't even talking about vaccination with Aaron Rodgers and we were in training camp time, Everybody's wondering whether Aaron Rodgers was going to be taking the field with the uniform, and there were a lot of people out there saying all Aaron Rodgers does is think for himself, and he's selfish, and I think this is a prime example of where he thinks he's above the law and he can do what he wants, or above the rules, I should say, um, but in the NFL law, because he, you know, you touched on it, you said it. He's mixing it up on a field with 21 other people at any given time. He's standing on the sidelines amidst 52 others plus a coaching staff. He's in the locker room sweating, breathing, you know, saliva going everywhere. Who knows what? You're getting sacked. So you are in close contact, unvaccinated, unbeknownst to teammates, opponents, well, we don't know with the team. Maybe they did know it, this whole technicality thing and whatever. We have no clue. You know what? I'm to the point with what's going on with the Raiders and now with this, with the Packers and explanations here and there. Well, here's how I explain. Who knows who's covering up for who? And it's just a damn shame. How about that? It's it's it's. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a bunch of prima donnas that are just living above the law and above the rules and doing whatever they want. So what should happen to Aaron Rodgers? Does he miss time? Does he get a massive fine? Keep in mind, John Gruden last year was fined $150,000. Um, I don't know. John Gruden was making $10 million. Aaron Rodgers makes, what, like $35 million? So do the math. Uh, do you fine based on salary? So should uh, – and I, I think I think what Rodgers did has a lot more intent behind it. I mean, he also – he basically said he doesn't believe in the rules and he thinks putting on – he doesn't believe in the six-foot distance thing and he doesn't – uh, believe in masking up. So that's in complete defiance of the league. Yes. If John Gruden got $150,000 fine, then Aaron Rodgers should get five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. The Raiders also lost a pick. Um, Matt LaFleur should be fine. The Packers should be fine, and they should lose picks. Let me ask you this. Isn't there a, isn't there a rule this year, if I'm not mistaken, um, among college and the pros where – if if at if at any given time because there's vaccinations now and if you choose not to that's your decision but if you don't follow protocol and you have an outbreak and you have there's a forfeiture or you have to a game has to get canceled it's a forfeit it's not there's no makeup right oh college football there's no makeups now you play on the day and the time you're scheduled but NFL it. there's makeup 
Uh, no, we haven't we haven't broached the topic yet. But the NFL strongly suggested games will not be moved. There will be no makeups. The stuff that happened last year, where teams were pushed back from Sunday to Monday right. to Tuesday, that right. ain't gonna happen. Okay, well then, if it comes out, if it comes up, if it comes out that the Packers knew and they were working with him and they somewhat covered all this up, maybe they should just lose. Maybe they should just get a, to have to forfeit a game. How about that? Because yeah, because these are million dollar organizations, yeah. millionaires. There, because Steve, you know what? Millionaires figure that they can just, you know what? Okay, what's the fine? Half a million, no problem. (laughs) So they just pay for it with their mistake. How about your dumbass decision means that your whole team gets to suffer and you get to suffer a loss? Period. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co.